Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers now, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. February, Valentine's Month at Royal Pizza. Enjoy your dinner for two, which includes your choice of salad, one of their gourmet medium pizzas, and a delicious dessert, all for just $37.95. Royal Pizza still making a great 15 Edmonton and area locations, one in Red Deer, four in Calgary. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline momentarily, uh, but not before I, I got to get to this text because it's a good one on the Ashley Pine Floors text line 7804960063. Brendan has texted us from Ottawa or from uh, yeah from the 613. Bob, the concept of three first round picks for Eric Carlson sounds high, but the Leafs traded three such picks in the past handful of years for Jake Muzzin, Patrick Marlowe, who they uh, then paid to shed in a salary dump, and 14 games of Nick Foligno. If you're going to pay such important assets, you got to make it count. I fully believe, says uh, Brendan the Texter, that Eric Carlson will quote-unquote put us over the top, and I haul, Ken Holland makes it work. No others fan will care about 2025 draft pick if we win our cup for two before then. Well... Uh, we'll see what ends up transpiring. Lots to get to with John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. Hello, John. How you doing? I'm good, Bob. You? Uh, I'm good. There's lots going on. I am going to get you to talk a bit about something that we brought up with you about a month ago because there's uh, been a lot of noise down stateside right now in the regional television deals uh, with the Bally Group. But before we get to that, I'd like to get your thoughts on uh, Eric Carlson. Uh, is it, and I think it's pro- history has shown that players like this tend to move at the draft instead of at the deadline. That, you know, sometimes it's smaller moves that get made at the deadline that impact teams more. But where's your headspace at this? Is it a fit for Edmonton? Does it make sense? Would you be prepared to give up three first round picks? How much money would San Jose need to eat? Give me your thoughts on this. Well, um, I'm, you know, I don't know how much money San Jose is prepared to give up uh, at this point. I mean, they're already doing it in the Brett Burns deal with Carolina. Uh, so that's something to consider. Uh, I do think that they want to move on from Carlson because they are still in a massive rebuild. Yep. And they're a long way away from hitting the bottom, in my opinion. And, and so ha- having Eric there doesn't help. Uh, it, 
Is he a game changer? Well, that's that's a rhetorical question. Absolutely a game changer. The question is, is I'm, I, and you know this, Bob. I I think I'm pretty consistent. I I'm never prepared to give up first round picks. I don't like doing that. I think that you, I think winning and building through the draft is the most important thing. That said, if Eric Carlson can get you to the Stanley Cup final and you're drafting 31st or 32nd then I think you have to contemplate it. So I think three is too many. So I think you have to then look at your roster and say, what young prospects are we prepared to give up in order to make it work for, for San Jose? And what, how much cash are we going to have to give them back? Because there is, there is the fact, and Kenny's pretty, you know, pretty uh, money transparent in, money about this. Money in, money out. Dollar, do, that's right. Dollar in, dollar out. I mean, and that's so that's going to have to be a, a contemplation as well. So that and it, it's just it's something that uh, should they look at it? Absolutely, they should look at it. I'm with you. They but I don't know. In the, yeah, I don't know on uh, you know on February the sixteenth how they can balance the books and, and make it happen. I would say this. To me, it's easier to balance the books in the offseason. Clefbaum and Smith's uh, LTIR money uh, comes off the books. Uh, yeah. You know, you're not paying for Secker anymore. Uh, Lucic's money comes off. Uh, Bouchard isn't going to have as high a bonus this year as he had last year because uh, he hit the home run last year and got them all. And, and the reality is you might you'll know exactly where your pick is at that time, which is not to say I fully expect the Edmonton Oilers to add by the deadline. They'll do something. Uh, it yes. might be a subtler addition. I would totally, if it were me, revisit if revisit Eric Carlson in the offseason. All day, absolutely. And uh, I'd have no problem moving a combination of first-round picks, either prior or future, uh, to make it work under the assumption oh. that San Jose would eat significant money, but they got to eat a little. So you're, that's just your, that's just your interpretation of mine saying prospects yeah. versus picks. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I think we're we're on we're certainly on on the same page. But I think if you're if you're doing a deal with uh, with San Jose now, I think you're losing two guys off your roster immediately. Yeah. All right. So then and then you have to figure out. Okay, we're losing, and one of them is going to be a forward. One of them is going to be a defenseman. How are we replacing that? And do we have enough? Then do we have enough depth? Do we have enough depth to go down the stretch and into the playoffs? All right, there we go. All right, John. Uh, we talked about this before because to me it was a little bit. Uh, it should be cause for concern for the Edmonton Oilers. Is it or is it not? What's currently going on with the Sinclair Broadcasting Group and yeah. Valley Sports? I don't know. I, I, I don't think the Edmonton Oilers are, are isolated in this. This is a concern for 32 NHL teams. This is a concern for 30 NBA teams and 30 Major League Baseball Explain teams. Explain to the listeners why. So here, here's the deal. Um, the company Sinclair is a big broadcast group. They own a, you know almost 200 network affiliates. And they went and bought for an exorbitant amount of money a ton of regional sports networks in the United States. And what they have found is is that they're now losing money on these deals. Hemorrhaging and the, money. Hemorrhaging. And, the, and the asset has not proved to be any of any benefit to the company. So they, are, they have already missed one payment, which automatically triggers a 30-day uh, trail to bankruptcy 
So probably, what, I think it was the 13th or 14th. So probably the 13th or 14th of, of March, we will see this company, Diamond Sports Group, which is the official name of it, uh, declare bankruptcy, which means none of the teams will be receiving rights fees anymore, and we don't know for how long. It's a bigger concern right now for baseball because baseball's starting, hockey and basketball are finishing because most of the games and the rights fees that are discussed are for regular season, not playoffs. So from that perspective, the question becomes, if they declare bankruptcy, obviously, do the games continue while they're in bankruptcy, continue to be done? Yes, they will. Uh, who will end up owning this? At uh, How much on the dollar? And how much revenue that they have paid to the leagues, and therefore the 32 teams in the NHL, how much of it will be reduced? which means hockey-related revenue will be reduced, and how will that influence the cap? And That's there, the bottom line. And it is a significant issue. There are 12 NHL teams currently with Bally Sports at this time. So. Yeah, it, it's a fa it's a fascinating and 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 Bob, I would I would also keep an eye on the AT and T sports networks, which broadcast Seattle, Vegas, and Pittsburgh. Mm. Uh, could they be in a comparable position very soon? That's a question that has to be asked. This this could have a ripple effect for years to come in professional sports. It may change the whole landscape somehow, some way. Are we going to see next year all of the teams broadcast their own, do it through over-the-top packaging systems, you know, starting up their own sports networks? How is it going to work? It, it is going to be a fascinating fascinating event to watch over the next five to six months in my opinion john you know my thoughts on some of this right like i think back to 2000 to 2004 and it wasn't the battle of alberta it was the battle for alberta you know and, and this is why i get a little bit exasperated when people and i don't agree with everything that the league office does but the reality of the situation is at that time when the canadian dollar was weak we had a thing called the Canadian Assistance Program, yeah. and the American teams, the big, the bigger teams, contributed to Edmonton, Calgary, and Ottawa. It was three million bucks a year, I think, for three years. Um, there was implicit, as it was explained to me by an individual who was heavily involved in the Edmonton Investors Group at that time. It was implicitly communicated: do not uh, be bidding up potential free agents off our that sort of that. Was, it was kind of understood. Like, you're getting money. We got to a cap system because of Gary Bettman. We lost a year. Uh, 0405 came out of the cap, and the Oilers in Carolina, of all teams, ended up in the Stanley Cup final, and Edmonton added Chris Pronger and Michael Pekka. Mm -hmm. The Oilers, as you know, have been... What, what's happened coming out of both the 0405 lockouts and the 12-13 first-half lockout is hockey matters where it matters. And there are not every Sunbelt markets. Like, I'm watching Arizona play in Tampa. That's mm -hmm. Tampa Bay, John. And they don't have uh, they don't have the building sold out. We have more listeners in, uh, to the show. We have more people download the show via podcast than some of the yeah. television numbers. I'm telling you that I know what the numbers are. Than some some of the games that are broadcast yeah. in the states and TV markets. Yeah, but I, but that, that well, honestly, Bob, that doesn't matter. Okay. What you're saying, what you're saying, doesn't matter. 
There's a, you know, this league's a 32-team league, and they're partners. Yeah. All right. And you look at and you look after your partners. You know, there were teams when you talked about the Canadian Equalization Program in the in the 90s. Uh, you, you know, when the when the dollar was at 63 and 64 cents, there were teams in the U.S. that weren't making money, were they were losing money and still had to pay into the Equalization right. Program. Yeah, so, program. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that 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 to me. Uh, you know, spoke volumes to where, you know, the NHL understood the strength of this league. You know, there was at a point in my time with the NHL that 65% of all the revenues in the NHL were from Canada. 65% with seven teams driving 65% of the revenue. That number has, has gone down with TV numbers in the United States now bigger than the TV numbers dollar-wise than in Canada. But it's you know we're we're still a very important part of the success of yes uh, of the league overall only because there is revenue sharing. You know the Toronto Maple Leafs paid thirty million dollars into revenue sharing last year. Thirty million dollars. So this is uh, this is how much would that, how much would an organization like Arizona be taken out? Thirty million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're still losing twenty. So it, 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 it's, it's, you know, balancing the boat in so many ways. The, the ballast of Canada helps the ballast in the United States. Yeah. You know, and, there, and, and by the way, not every Canadian team pays into revenue sharing. Who pays in? So, every, I, I don't believe Ottawa does, and I think the last couple of years, Calgary's been on the cusp. Yeah. But you know, so, the Oilers... So, but every, everybody, but every, Edmonton, Edmonton, Vancouver, uh, Winnipeg, Toronto... Montreal have always paid it. Yeah, and you know my like uh, you know Montreal to me, I have a lot of empathy for that organization because you know they have they have the highest tax of any district in the National Hockey League, yeah. and and they're they're kicking in a lot of money to revenue sharing. You know, you got, I mean, the Leafs pay more though. Leafs pay more, but but the Leafs benefit. I think a fair. They get a, they get a lot of Toronto-based players. They don't have any. You know, they, there's different. I mean, how much money have they invested in in things like analytics and development in their organization? Yeah, they because have, they, yeah. they've got it right. So, it's it's a, now you said something here. It could have an effect on the cap, and this is part. We just had Brad Holland on the show. Yeah, he was very good, by the way. Yes, he was. Um... This is the part that I think. This, you know, it's gonna. Well, I'll cut to the chase. It's gonna come across like a Homer comment, but take it for what it's worth. The reality is, Ken Holland came into a situation where he thought that he had three top four defensemen, with Darnell Nurse, Oscar Clefbaum, and Adam Larson. Okay, he lost Clefbaum uh, and Larson through no fault of his own. And the cap really hasn't risen since he's taken hold of managers, the Edmonton Oilers. He took over a 25th place team, 12th, 11th, and 11th the last three years. Uh, all uh, in each of the three years, fans were writing off some. Some fans were writing the team off. I think we can both agree our expectation is the team will finish higher than 10th. But the fact is, like that cap not going up has limited a bit of what Ken Holland can do. Is that not fair? Sure it is. But you're a homer. <laughs> Thanks, John. If I'm a homer, I mean, what is that? I mean, you're, you're you're a homer for the National Hockey League. So there, how's that? I believe I believe in fairness. That's what I believe. And I, and by the way, I think I, I think the tweaks that Kenny has been forced to do because he has yeah. been so tight to the cap. When you look at uh, at Costin, I mean, Costin, uh, what a what a, a simple smart move that was. 
You know, a guy that never really flourished in St. Louis has come to Edmonton and, and become, a, a, a fan favorite and, B, used his big body. Yeah. That's a bonus. Yeah. That's a bonus. I, don't, and I mean, between the Kane and the Hyman deals, I mean, this guy has never stopped trying to make this team better. Never stopped trying to make this team better. And that's why we know from the 16th of February to the 3rd of March, he's going to try to make the team better. They'll, they'll do but, some, but sometimes it doesn't work. Right. Sometimes it's difficult to happen without compromising the future. And I do think, I think that that's, you know, you have to measure that at times. Yeah. You can't compromise the future all the time. Yeah. And I know a lot of people want to win and win badly, and I respect that, and I, I admire that, and that's why Edmonton's such a great place to be around at times. But I'll tell you what, this is a business that has to flourish not just for six months, but it has to flourish for six years and 16 years, too. Yeah, and what I, I guess what I'm saying to you is if there had been an, a little bit more natural and progressive growth, and there's an old saying, if hands and nuts were candy and you know what, uh, mm. I think that the Oilers might have had a little bit deeper team built if the cap had yeah. gone up Would Bob, do you remember uh, the year before the pandemic, we were talking about the potential of a $100 million cap? Yeah. Just prior to, I mean, a year and before that, the pandemic. And so now we're, we're out of the pandemic, and the regional sports deal has fallen uh, apart for 12 of the partners in, in the U.S. Yeah. That and, is going and, and, to and, impact the cap. And that kind of money, the amount of money that those 12 teams get is almost comparable. It could be, it, it, in total, it, it, it probably is close to 350 to $400 million. Uh, cap has limited all the teams, not just the Oilers, from Vince. That's right. Vince, no, and that's right. Excellent Vince point, right. but not everybody's been going for it right now in the cycle. That's the point I'd make. Well, and, and Kenny and, and Kenny didn't couldn't didn't make decisions on signing certain players like Milan Lucic and James Neal. Last I checked. Yeah. So you know, guys, guys that are guys that are, and I hate to use the word, but albatrosses around his neck at times. Yeah. Uh, hey, great stuff, John. Thanks a lot. But I want to. I want. I'm like Brad. Where's my music? I need some music. Well, man. make us. Uh, uh, you know. I'll tell you what. I, I'll give you a musical. You you provide a song to Brendan, and we'll get that on on Monday's show. Man, I tell you what. I that's how how come Brad gets. Oh wait, we don't influence. have a show Monday. So we'll talk to you Thursday next. It's a best of orders now, which, you know what, that's awesome. That's, that's an oxymoron. You nailed it, brother. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thanks a lot, John. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. 152 at Edmonton will wrap up orders now with this day in orders history when we return. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi. 
Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chet. Shannon by Henry Gross for John Shannon. Nicely done to longtime listener John texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line with that suggested. That song was about Henry Gross's dog. It went like number one in 1975. Crazy as you know what. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Soffer, Brendan Escott, wrapping up the Thursday edition of Oilers Now with this day in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel. Travel to California this April to see the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks. You can reach out to newwesttravel.com for more information. Brendan, we're going to go back on the state to 1986. Uh, yeah, Paul Coffey and Wayne Gretzky both have four-point games to propel the Oilers past Past the Buffalo Sabres, 7-5 at Northlands Coliseum. Marty McSorley and Mike Ramsey dropped the gloves in the first period. Andy Moog turned aside uh, 38 of 43 shots in the win. Do you know what I think happened? I think Mike Ramsey hit Wayne Gretzky in the All-Star game. I think that's why McSorley went after him. Didn't he go knee-on-knee with him, sort of? he, He hit him hard. And so... I'm pretty sure, if I recall correctly, that's what shook down. Reed Wilkins has inside sports tonight. What's he got, Jacob? He sure does. One second for me to bring this up. You will hear from uh, radio analyst for the New York Rangers, Dave Maloney, and uh, TSN personality, Jay Onright. There you go. Uh... Tomorrow, Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Abe's Door Service. Ladislav Schmee doing some work with the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings. He'll make an appearance. We're working on one other special guest as well. Tomorrow could be an interesting day in oil country. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with uh, Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge, 2-3. to three. Then the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jalen Nye. The Edmonton Oilers, uh, Jay Woodcroft saying Kyrie Yamamoto will be a player for the Oilers tomorrow. Edmonton's going to have to make a move, either a trade or potentially they could send a couple players back down on ELCs to uh, Bakersfield. So long, everybody. Back at you tomorrow on Friday at noon. Have a terrific Thursday.